0: Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. There's something celebratory about bubbles. Our ridiculous selection of champagne and sparkling wines will make the holidays pop. Who couldn't use a friendly wine elf? I can help you find the perfect bottle at just the right price.
1: Deep frying a turkey this year? A rich and earthy Chateau Neuf de Pop would make an interesting
0: pairing. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!
1: Welcome back to the Ren Pod, everybody, the Ren Fair of podcasts. I'm here with Braulio, and we're doing our Marvel Universe breakdown. So, hey, what's uh,
0: going on, guys?
1: Yeah, uh, so Braulio, what, what are we talking about this week?
0: Today we're going to be talking about the Incredible Hulk.
1: The Incredible Hulk, uh, the second of the MCU movies, and the first one to make us uh, forget about Ang Lee. Yeah. Uh,
0: the the redheaded stepchild of Marvel.
1: Yeah, the redheaded stepchild of Marvel still disrespected to this day, and that makes me sad.
0: Yeah, it was. I had so many high hopes for this movie, man, and it's counter-performing all levels.
1: Yeah, like that's that's a rough one. We I I did one on Shazam this morning, um, how that's like you know you only need like a hundred million for that movie to be a success, and it's a shame that that Hulk. Um, didn't kind of have that same feel for everybody, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: It's like the Green Lantern of the MCU.
0: (laughs) Oh, my god, Oh, yeah. You know what's crazy, too, about this movie? This was a movie that, in theory, should have done better than Iron Man, just because the Hulk has so much popularity.
1: Yeah, like, you had all those uh, David Banner shows. You had, um, well, The Death of the Incredible Hulk, which is still maybe my favorite Hulk movie with, like, Lou Ferrigno yeah and you know but somehow it just it did so terribly
0: yeah and then even when i used to live in the dominican republic man the incredible hulk was one of the most famous um superheroes
1: yeah yeah he's, he's very popular he's extremely popular you know he travels around the world and he has a bit more of a, a worldwide presence i guess than iron man used to anyway
0: <laughs> used to, used to. Right there.
1: <laughs> yeah because <laughs> now it's like iron man's the man
0: I wonder if um, well, we'll get to that when we get to more about the movie itself. But I'm very curious into what's gonna happen moving forward with the Hulk, if um, if Universal's ever gonna let Marvel play with the Hulk.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited and, and interested to see um, how that turns out as well um, in the future. But uh yeah. so yeah, let's before we hop directly into talking the Hulk movie and the Hulk character and all that stuff, you've got some news for us that you wanna you wanna hit.
0: Yeah, so one of the major news that came out this week is that Angelina Jolie actually signed up to be part of the MCU moving forward. She's going to be in the Eternals movie. She's going to play Cersei, I believe.
1: Yeah, from what I've from what I've heard, um, which we have more information now than when I did a video on this earlier today, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, <laughs> so you're getting hot, primo new news. Um, we, yeah, from what from what I'm hearing, Boss Logic uploaded. Uh, fan artistry or something like that of her as Cersei which looked really cool it looked amazing um and i i hope she is playing cersei um from what i hear there's not like a it's not cemented um but it would make the most sense to have her be cersei you know
0: yeah yeah man
1: cuz you how don't want to waste her with, uh...
0: <laughs> no no I'm sorry to how, s- how familiar are you with um Cersei and the Eternals themselves. Um, I'm
1: fairly familiar with Cersei, um, not with all of the Eternals or like their entire comic book uh, storylines, but because she's kind of the most, um, the most like out there one, she shows up in a lot of other comics. Uh, so I'm fairly familiar with her. Um, so I'm excited to see her because she is a, v- a very fun character, and you know, not that Marvel needs any more fun characters, but she's. You know, she's the ultimate party girl, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but now that I uh, recently started, like, reading a lot of comics using um, Marvel Ultimate for, um, you know, the app that has all the comics, I've seen a lot of crossovers that she's done with um, Iron Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. She shows up in, like, everyone else's comic books. And she does she does quite enjoy Iron Man because they're both, like, partiers and they like hanging out and all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you a question. What exactly is her power? Um, she's.
1: I think she's just like a witch. <laughs> like, like I've never paid too much attention to her. Um, her power set. Uh, but I think she's just like essentially like Circe from Greek legend, or or like a just a witch.
0: <laughs> Interesting, because uh, when I was reading some of the comments when um the rumor or, let's say quote unquote more speculation started coming out, a lot of people are saying that she's. Marvel's answer, or was Marvel's answer answer to Rogue, to the fact that they didn't have access to Rogue?
1: I mean, well, that that would kind of be redundant now because now we do have access to uh to Rogue. She's we like... do,
0: but it depends on when Marvel's actually gonna start using the, the new Fox properties, you know?
1: Yeah. So okay, yeah, I've pulled up I've pulled up her uh, her power set. So she's wow, she's been a part of like every team, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's a uh, superhuman strength and durability, molecular and atomic manipulation, psionic powers, immortality, and flight.
0: So you're basic eternal. Is that, so you're basic eternal. <laughs>
1: you know. yeah. so, oh, hold up. Let me, let me see if somebody's upstairs. I'm checking something. Let me see what they want real fast. Sure. Yes? I'm going upstairs. Okay, cool. All right, good night. All right, good night. Right. People upstairs just rocking and rolling all above the house. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, hey, uh, we're heading upstairs. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, she's just your basic Eternal.
0: You know? Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what Marvel does with the whole Eternals because if they're going to do something in the past. And in a way, sort of like introduce the Infinity Stones, or the entire MCU from a more of a, you know, long, long time ago kind of thing. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm definitely on board with them um, with them kind of putting in, because uh, they've been they've been talking about it being like a prequel to the MCU almost. Yeah. Which, I'm both excited about and a little bit scared of because the MCU already has enough plot holes, and we don't need any more. <laughs>
0: But in a way, it would be kind of good, man, because if they're able to fill in a lot of these plot holes, like, where did... Because, well, I'll mention that later on, but um, the, you know the theory that Odin collected the Infinity Stones prior to, to Thanos, right?
1: Yeah, in order to to take over the Nine Realms.
0: Yeah, so if this is something that they could not sort of, you know, bring up, in, in, like, indefinitely, but, like, at least touch on because i know we're moving past the infinity stones or at least we should be moving past infinity stones after after the end game but it'll be kind of interesting to see how they were placed and let's say why was one set inside the the cube that ended up becoming the tesseract why was one in on you know the staff and everything
1: yeah like i i definitely want to see um how they all ended up on earth because we know how like a few ended up on earth um and I'm assuming that the Kree brought the Tesseract to Earth, you know, from what we kind of see in, in Captain Marvel. I'm assuming that the Kree kind of bring it here. Um, but I, I really – and the North – we know that Asgard had something to do with uh, with Earth, which we can – you know, when we talk about Thor, we'll have a lot to say about kind of, you know, Asgard and, and Earth. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But we know that they they've been around, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm excited to to kind of see what they definitely what they do with that because I want to know what how did nowhere get to to nowhere, you know, to like, become a skull. Yeah, like how do we get there? Like show us something like ego and like the celestials. Like there's a wider world that the MCU has to offer, and I really want to see the rest of that universe.
0: Yeah, and not to go too much into um, speculation territory yet, but. Um, there was another rumor that I was going around that um, supposedly the Eternals is going to take place around the time that Bor was around. You know, Odin's father.
1: Oh yeah, that would be really cool uh, to yeah, see kind of that creation.
0: Mm. Yeah, because we saw him in the, I think it was the Dark World when uh, he created. Yeah, I think so. when, yeah, when he brought the, the ether to Earth, so it'll be interesting to see
1: yeah definitely to kind of see especially to see like uh if they do bring in more norse mythology that that creation of like the nine realms or yggdrasil or something like something weird and wild that we could get uh from being back in those days yeah um so yeah let's uh i think that's that's mostly it for for the eternals news any other uh news you want to you want to bring up about movies or anything like that
0: uh, not much from my end. I've been, uh, fairly disconnected this week. Yeah, How about I completely
1: you? understand. Um, uh, not, not much. Uh, WrestleMania is next week, and I'm, uh, I checked out the tickets for that. Um, so that's news of I'm not, go- definitely not going to that. Um, mostly just because, uh, I, I don't want to spend 600 bucks to watch one event.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, Do you have here. any, um, predictions for WrestleMania?
1: Uh, Becky Lynch gonna
0: win. <laughs> I completely agree with that one. What about Kofi versus Ryan? Um, I, I think Kofi. I'd go Kofi because I like him more. I hope Kofi wins, man. That'll be such a like a underdog story, even and, though he wasn't and, meant to be on it in the first place.
1: Exactly, you know. And I want I want <clears throat> things like that. And I definitely I'd only be going to go see Becky Lynch. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna spend six hundred bucks for this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. the match
0: that i'm excited for for wrestlemania is um aj versus randy orton oh
1: yeah yeah i'm a big i'm a fan of randy orton I'm, I'm excited
0: about that oh it's not just that man i'm waiting for that rko from that um stop from oh my god what's it called the phenomenal elbow into the rko that's you know that's gonna happen
1: oh yeah <laughs> then uh and if Gronk does go this is sports talk for like five minutes uh if Gronk does go to <laughs> wwe do, are you down with that
0: you know, I'm indifferent towards it. Like, I don't care enough about him because I feel like he's going to be another Mojo Rale- Raleigh. And if that's the case, then I'm not nah, – I don't care.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, – I don't I care as much because I'm a fan of Gronk as a, as a football player, not as, like, a – you know, as anything else. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know him. So, I was like, I, I – you know. But, um, I tend to defer to, like, you know, Becky Lynch is, like, she doesn't like the fact that he's going into wrestling as, like, it's a second, secondary choice or something like that. Yeah. You know, which is, like, I guess I see where you're coming from. Like, you train for years to do this thing, and then some meathead, like, shows up and then just gets handed, uh, a WrestleMania, you know? So, I can see how you'd be angry about that.
0: Yeah, I... I understand the reason that why she'll be angry, but at the same time, I'll be, if I was a pro wrestler, I'll be excited for it because it brings more, you know, more notoriety to the, to the sport.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like, uh, it's like someone suddenly playing for the Yankees. Uh, (laughs) like you're getting like a lot more notoriety now. Exactly. You know, which we lost today.
0: I'm sad. Yeah. (laughs) and one person that is rumored or at least like speculation that will be joining WWE will be um McGregor and that'll be that will be yeah that that I'm excited about that I would love to see that um yeah
1: just to see more kind of McGregor. So
0: great, <laughs> He'll fit in man he he's meant for pro wrestling wrestling yeah
1: yeah he's this larger than life personality I I definitely love to see him uh just take on anybody <laughs> yeah you know. but oh. yeah that's a uh, sports talk for <laughs> lovely <laughs> some sweet wwe talk uh so yeah let's let's jump into to hulk the incredible hulk uh year was 2008 i think it came out in 2008 right yes sir. yeah so same year as iron man a little bit later on in the year it's the second of the what is now 22 uh, movie-long franchise that we all know and love as the MCU, unless you're a DCEU person who hates the MCU, in which case, I mean, tweet at us.
0: <laughs> yeah, Get, send us the hate mail.
1: Exactly. Uh, at Morgan L. Brooks, at Braulio Lobo Show on Twitter, uh, or at RenPod Network on, on the Twitter. <laughs> you know, and That's all the
0: help. plugs, man.
1: Yeah, and if you support us, uh, hit that thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Stick around uh, and show us all the love. Um, so, what's our what's our plot? Tell me what the story was of the movie, Braulio.
0: <laughs> so this movie is an interesting movie because it's sort of a origin story slash reboot. So they don't do the whole um, origin story, but they kind of like gloss over it at the beginning of the movie, which is pretty cool because we you know we already saw the. Another Hulk movie, not that far long ago. Yeah. So the movie basically starts with um, with a Hulk being played, and this time by Edward Norton. Uh, trying to escape from the military, he goes through Brazil. He meets uh, some person online, Mister Blue, that's trying to help him get cure of his gamma radiation. He sends some blood. Uh, he ends up coming back to the states uh, and finds out that. Mr. Blue has actually been duplicating his blood. Uh, General Ross, Emirate Ross, I believe his name is, or another Ross.
1: I think it's Emmett. I think it's Emmett.
0: Yeah, there's two. There's two Rosses in the MCU, and this gets kind of a little confusing. Yeah, like it got weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So he comes back to the states, and the military still chasing him. They create Abomination. Uh, there's a big fight in in Harlem, Harlem gets destroyed, Tony Stark shows up at the end, and that's the incredible Hulk movie in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, and that that beginning sequence in like the uh the what is it? The soda plant in uh in Brazil. Yeah. Still one of my favorite scenes of the MCU.
0: Really? How so?
1: Um it just kind of it paints the Hulk as as a pure monster, like a horror movie monster. Just chasing these guys down and dragging them off into the smoke, and it's—I don't—I haven't seen anything like it in the MCU since.
0: I I completely agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, and that that's, little Stanley cameo, the blood in the soda—that's
0: <laughs> one of my favorite Stanley cameos, man. Yeah, I'm just being like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Because it actually served the purpose more than just him being there for comedic purposes.
1: Yeah, which you know, I lo- I love those two um like the uh Age of Ultron one where he's just uh dragged off after drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like but that one it definitely like he he had a role there, you know, even as a watcher or whatever he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz after he got sick, that's when um when Ross found found that like starts tracing Hulk to Brazil.
1: Yeah. You know, which is which is great. I love those. Um, so yeah, um, that's our, that's the story of the movie. Let's break it down a little bit. Um, so we know this came out in '08. We know it's the second one. Um, where were we at in the MCU at this time? We had, was the second movie. We had Tony Stark. Where were we going and where
0: were we at with this movie? So this movie, see, to me, this movie is a little bit weird because it sets up. The Hulk itself, but it doesn't necessarily set up the MCU as a like as a greater universe, except for that Tony Stark cameo at the end, you know. Yeah, and even the cameo itself is a little bit confusing to me up to this day because if you look, what if you listen to what Tony says? He says we're putting a team together, but up to that point, Fury still doesn't consider Tony as a good fit for the
1: Avenger initiative. Yeah, and Tony was like, "I'm not going to join your boy band or whatever."
0: Yeah. So, to me, that's a little bit of a continuity error. It's still awesome as hell, but it's um continuity error, in my yeah. mind.
1: Yeah, I think they just didn't really um, really know what they're where they were going at this point. You know? And they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. the... <laughs> like where are we going to stick with this?
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, at this point, I don't think the MCU was still like a full-fledged, you know, like, okay, we got, we got the... Our pieces set up, and we're on autopilot. I think the the Marvel Studios at this point was still trying to like you know get their their feet wet by making a Hulk movie, which would have been in theory the most profitable movie up to this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, like um, because they were two uh, they were two years out from dropping uh Captain America and Thor by this point. Yeah, which I think in my brain at least the second they dropped Thor, that was when the universe kind of cemented itself.
0: I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, and so... even if you look at how much money the movie made, man, like for example, the the box office for The Incredible Hulk was two hundred sixty three million. Two hundred sixty three million. That's that's not MCU money.
1: Yeah, it's not. That's uh, that's like the minimum amount that uh, that a DC movie has made so far.
0: Yeah, For and... some of them,
1: even the maximum that they made is that. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, for, you know, for movies back then, um, I guess that, that, you know, that was massive amounts of money for movies back then. Which is really weird of how far we've come in 11 years for a cinema that now we're like, that's pennies in someone's pocket,
0: <laughs> like, you know? Because yeah. like, I think this is the, if I'm not mistaken, this is the most underperforming movie from yeah. for the MCU.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's this or, um, or what, Ant-Man or something like that?
0: Uh, is this one? Hold on, I gotta look up a list while you mention something else. Let me see.
1: Yeah. So, um, so this movie definitely it doesn't have a lot of uh of Easter eggs or anything to do with the movie. It does introduce us to um to quite a few characters that we never see again, uh, which makes me sad, um, because of course we they replaced Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo, and. I think, uh, I think that, that relationship between Bruce Banner and Betsy Ross – I always want to say Betty Brant um, – Betsy Ross <laughs> is uh, is something that I, I wish we had today, um, especially around that Age of Ultron time, rather than um, Bruce Banner and Scarlet Witch – or not Scarlet Witch, um, Black, Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, I wish, I wish we had more of that uh, that Betsy Ross um, relationship with Bruce Banner because I really like them in, in The Incredible Hulk
0: yeah but um they're actually the Rooster brothers actually confirmed that, that betty ross got um dusted about the destination
1: avenge the fallen man where's that betty ross poster <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know everyone's making
1: um, memes no one
0: drop one for betty <laughs> have you seen the one for the the old lady avenge the fallen the lady that i've fallen i can't get up <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Oh god, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I found the uh, the monies. All right, yeah, yeah. Who who's on the bottom of the dog pile? All right, so the bottom movie is Incredible Hulk with 263, followed by oh, this is surprising. Captain America the First Avenger with 370. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, I mean, I guess I could see it. It's it was a first, uh, phase one movie, and it's it's very domestic, like it,
0: it yeah. Was, and up yeah. to that point, um, uh, Chris Evans, I he was still coming off the you know the Fantastic Four movies, and those movies, yes, they were okay, but they kind of left a sour taste in people's mouth.
1: Yeah, and you know now, which is it brings. Uh, someone mentioned this on Twitter. I think it was Hector Navarro. On this a, a last week, um, before this goes up, um, of someone, um, of Captain America being this nationalist figure almost. Because, you know, he's Captain America, but he's a worldwide known figure now as, like, a as a character, you know. Um, yeah. But back in those days, he wasn't. So, it's very much, like, insular, kind of, you know, like, it's Captain America.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, and... Chris Evans has done a fantastic job. I know that we're not talking about this movie right. I mean that movie right now, but he's he went from being one of the characters that I was more most like uh to one of my favorite characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's always um in the comics he's always been one of my favorite characters and uh and like I, you know, I just I I understand uh where he's coming from a lot more than I do some other characters and I'm like, I like you. You cool. Uh but I feel like everybody relates to the Hulk, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah and it'll be you know what would be so cool before we um leave this whole captain america conversation if we ever see like a like a crossover crossover between captain america, captain britain and captain canada.
1: Yes, I've wanted the all captains league for so long. Yeah. <laughs> be the so united great.
0: captain nation.
1: Yeah, you know get Wolverine back as captain Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. You know. yeah. But yeah, uh so we we see other people here um, who definitely will get into some of them when we get to our end game predictions. Uh, for which I thought of a fun new game for our end game predictions. Uh, so when we oh, get to that. those, uh, we're we're betting ren points now. So <laughs> we'll keep like a tally of who's who's winning here between us and the audience. Every time we get a prediction wrong. They rack up points. Every time we get one right, we rack up points. And when a movie drops, we're we're all comparing points and they last for
0: life. Oh, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah. So it adds some stakes to these predictions that we're dropping.
0: Bragging rats to people bragging rights.
1: Exactly. And you get to you get to brag about it forever if we're wrong about this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. I like yeah. that idea.
1: Yeah, so we we will get uh we'll get into some stuff uh with like Emil Blonsky and stuff when we talk about like Endgame and where it's going cuz I've got some predictions for that. Uh <laughs> but we see quite a few people in this movie that we never see again like the leader or even Abomination or maybe this General Ross It's the same General
0: Ross, right? It is. It is. He's oh. still the same um he just got promoted to Secretary of State.
1: Okay, cool cuz I was like uh it was played by the same guy, but <laughs> but it's like yeah, weird yeah. stuff.
0: So, but here's the thing that confuses me about the whole or it might be considered a plot hole now. So in this movie, he's all about chasing the Hulk, right? Yeah. And hunting him down, moving forward. Well, even in when he comes back in, in um Captain America Civil War, he's not addressing the Hulk as public enemy number 1 or he asks Captain America's like, uh, do you know where Thor and Banner. and Banner are? Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't make it seem like it's you know top priority. Oh, we need to find the Hulk.
1: I think it's because uh the Hulk and his daughter broke up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. True. True. But he still should consider him a threat, especially after they what he did to Harlem. Oh, poor Harlem man.
1: Oh man. Yeah. That would have been done. <laughs> that yeah. Been done. Oh, just walking
0: home one day and he was like, "Oh no, Green Rage Monster." <laughs> oh man. But now that. Now that you actually mention Abomination, man, I'm so excited for when we get to um, predictions because there's and rumors because there's a rumor right now. You know, I have the scoops, the the exclusives for you, and I got one for you about Abomination.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I got some predictions for uh, for Abomination as well. Uh, so let's let's hit. Um, I've got uh the list of Easter eggs. So while we're doing some breakdowns, let's let's look at these Easter eggs and then break them down. Uh, when they're coming with the movie, so okay. um, so our opening flashback sequence, um, remake of the original like '78 Incredible Hulk television series, um, and it and it's uh, it shows like Nick Fury and Rick Jones and blueprints for technology that was like developed for Tony uh, by Tony Stark. Yes. You know, um, which I'm sad we never got Rick Jones in uh in this movie or in the MCU really.
0: I think it was more of a universal call,
1: because they were the ones
0: distributing this movie, still.
1: Yeah, because he definitely, you know, now he's, like, uh, the the new abomination or or whatever, and I think he would have been an interesting um, person to have around. Like, I love the science bros, I love that that, uh, relationship that Tony and Bruce have, but having Bruce Banner with, like, his best bud might have been a little bit, might have given a little boost to this movie.
0: Yeah. I agree with you.
1: Um, so yeah, we get, we get our Stan Lee cameo, we covered that, um, drinks from a bottle with Banner's blood, it shows that, like, people can't really ingest his blood anymore, which makes him, like, even more of a freak, uh, in my eyes. (laughs) Um, oh, a portrait of Steve Rogers is seen when, uh, when Ross talks to Blonsky about the Super Soldier program.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that one.
1: That's a, that's, this movie didn't have a lot of, like, world-building stuff in it, but it, what it did have was, like, background stuff. It worked really well, you know? Yeah. And I did, I liked Blonsky in this movie. I know a lot of people didn't, they were like, it looks gross, but, like, that's kind of what it's meant to be. It's like, it's, what if a man (laughs) became a giant (laughs) in, like, the grossest way possible?
0: (laughs) There you go, the name, Abomination.
1: Exactly, you know, people were like, he looks ugly. It's like, yeah, um, Hulk is the good one. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Um, so we get, uh, we get the serum that's used on Blonsky is the same color as the Super Soldier Serum in Cap America, First Avenger, so a couple years before that movie even came out. um, Mm -hmm. So we get, oh yeah, Lou Ferrigno was in this movie, I forgot about that, so hard, uh, (laughs)
0: He's the one that's uh, he's the security guard and when Bruce is trying to sneak up, he gives him a slice of pizza or a pizza. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno, uh,
1: best known as as being Lou Ferrigno or being the Hulk, cause he's a giant already. Um, this is the first um this is one of the first times we see the shield logo is in this movie.
0: Uh oh, you're right. I forgot about
1: that. Yeah, right after the end credits of Iron Man. Um, This is the second time that we ever see the SHIELD SHIELD logo when Banner uses a computer. Um, And one article mentions animal webbing appearing on on humans, which a lot of people um, believe is a reference to Spider-Man, although it would be years too early for this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because even at the events of Homecoming, Peter just had his source for six months.
1: Yeah, so unless, like, I mean, I I understand because, like, science takes a really long time so they could have been working on the on the serum and then the kid stumbles into it like a Amazing Spider-Man style um, and then gets his powers which you know would be good and they did retcon uh, Peter Parker into Iron Man 2 so you know they they, they they come up with stuff later I guess <laughs> yeah true true because had, had Amazing Spider-Man come out by the time this movie had dropped
0: like uh believe we were still no we was that we were about a year we were some years removed from the from um, sam raimi yeah so sam raimi movies
1: yeah so this was probably like four years because i think amazing spider-man dropped in 2012
0: yeah so we were in between that uh, we were in the awkward phase of no spider-man movies
1: yeah so they were kind of i guess they were like trying stuff out maybe they already hadn't in or they were thinking about trying to get Spider-Man back, because you want you want your heavy hitters back eventually. Um, yeah. So they might have been... that. Maybe that was them setting up uh, a reference to Spider-Man years down the line, trying to be like, yeah, well, if, if we put it now, if we speak it into the universe, uh, maybe it'll come back to us.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's you know, the way they could right.
0: say, oh, it was here all long, guys.
1: Exactly, which I guess is really smart. I
0: guess, you know. Yeah.
1: Um... So, uh, as Hulk yells in a storm, which is one of the weirdest scenes of that movie, I still like it, uh, an object appears from a lightning-filled uh, clouds and falls. Some people believe it to be Thor's hammer, um, while some people say it's a rock. Uh, <laughs> and the entire scene with Hulk and Betty Ross in the storm is actually directly from one of the comics. Yeah.
0: I got a question for you about that scene. What do you think happened in that scene? I
1: personally I want it to be Thor's hammer it's definitely a rock but I want it to be Thor's hammer so bad uh which enough to which I'm willing to just say it's Thor's hammer um <laughs> <laughs> but like it's 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 a rock we all know it's a rock but is' the boulder that he threw a few seconds before yeah but like it's fun to be like yeah it's Thor's hammer you know they dropped Thor like two years later it's fun to be like you know, Thor showed up or something like that, you know? yeah. Even though we know, like, it, that can't have happened because of the
0: timeline of how the movies work. <laughs> uh-huh. There's another one, I don't know if it's in, in the list, but um, there's supposed to be, or there was supposed to be a, a scene um, that you can actually see Captain America's red, white, and blue in yeah. the snow.
1: Yeah, um, in one of the alternate endings for the film, and I think they might have left a piece of it in the movie or something like that, where you can see Captain America frozen in a block of ice as an avalanche carries him away.
0: See, yeah. but that right there makes no sense. Because why, why would that be where the Hulk was? No one knows. So I, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons they probably just removed it. It was like, you know what, this makes no sense. Let's, let's just focus on what we have.
1: Exactly, unless they're like... Uh, I mean, they could have played it like Hulk, wants to be left alone no matter what. Like, that's his number one thing. We know that from the comics and from, like, the old TV shows, Hulk just wants to be left alone. You know? So, yeah. they it could have been, like, they could have played it as, like, him just leaving the city and then jumping to the Arctic to be left alone, and then he dislodges Captain America or something like that.
0: <laughs> that, that would... See, if they would have gone in that route like that, that would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, because, you know, him being chased around is... It's fun... But I would have loved if he like either went full on. Um, I know they stayed away from the desert because of Angley's Hulk, uh, which is probably a smart idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want a repeat of that. Uh, but if they had gone full Arctic, like Frankenstein's monster, like chasing someone in the Arctic, or had just gone like full desert and then he runs into Thor in that terrible podunk town, that would have been great.
0: Oh, that would have been so cool, man! Hulk versus the Odin's armor or yeah. Odin's um, the destroyer, the destroyer. Yeah, that would have been epic. <laughs> you know, yeah, it would have made the, the Thor movie so much better,
1: exactly. Um, we have uh, more from like old school stuff that makes no sense still, unless you like Spider-Verse it. Uh, as Hulk is fighting Abomination, a figure is seen swinging over Abomination's right soldier, uh, shoulder. Um, people tend to presume it's Spider-Man and that his cameo is uh, supposedly obscured because Marvel Studios didn't have the rights.
0: <laughs> i never seen that one. I gotta look up that scene on YouTube.
1: Yeah, like, it's, like, it's a split second, and people are like, eh, it's probably Spider-Man, because it, it does look like it's swinging, almost. Um, but, like, it, unless you Spider-Verse it, it makes no sense for him to, like, now he's 15, unless, like, this movie happened... So far in the future from when it actually happened, you know.
0: Yeah, let's don't don't believe all the things I see in the screen, people.
1: Exactly, that's ridiculous. Uh... <laughs> um, Samuel Stern, his head grows as a as you know as a as the leader.
0: <laughs> Oh man, I really hope that they bring him forward at some point in the movies. Is I really want him to to come back because we we never see or hear of him again. <laughs> no, and but he is still alive though. Yeah, like that he goes has into to the, be alive. <laughs> he is, and that goes into the the rumor that I'm gonna mention um, later on. But he's he's still alive.
1: Yeah, um, as we all know, Tony Stark makes a cameo in the post credits, um. And then we have, there's like three spoken Easter eggs about uh, General Ross talks to Emile Blonsky about experiments in uh, in World War II to create Super Soldier, in reference to Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. Samuel Stearns calls Blonsky an abomination um, and gives him his name. Yep. And then Tony Stark uh, mentions putting a team together. Uh, and then it's explained, that's kind of explained more in the Marvel one-shot, The Consultant, because those go the, early on those went well hand in hand now like they don't even need the one shots anymore
0: it's so interesting to look at the way that the mcu was before like the stuff that they did like to promote the movies and the way that they used to hide the easter eggs now it's full on you know just put it in your face
1: yeah yeah back then they they would like drop stuff in the background put up posters like a map would be the thing and everyone would just be like oh oh what does that mean <laughs>
0: Yeah, now we're getting full-fledged people saying, I'm going to call him Adam.
1: Exactly, which, you know, I still had, like, a sweet nerd moment in the theater when I was sitting there with, like, with my girlfriend, and then she goes, I'm going to call him Adam, and I just gasped, (laughs) and my girlfriend, like, looked over at me and was like, what what does that mean?
0: (laughs) To me, that was one of the proudest moments when I saw so many people in the movie theater clap. Yeah. Because I was like, yes, people know.
1: Exactly, like, people understood, and then it's me sitting there with a the girl, and she's like, what, what does that mean? I'm like,
0: ah, oh, sweetie, when we get in the car, I've got some history to tell you. Oh, man, my, my wife hates it. Every time after a Marvel movie, I start rambling about Marvel movies, and she just tells me to shut up.
1: Exactly. Every time I'm sitting there, I'm, like, going down history from the 70s, and she's like, I will break up with you right now. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you love it. It's fine. Uh, That's why they're with us, man mcu exactly you know they're like these guys know comic books this is cool now or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah and this is the type of knowledge that's gonna get us through marriage
1: exactly you know um so how the incredible hulk affects the mcu uh it it brings us the hulk it yep. it gives us our first kind of introduction to captain america yep you know, even though it's like minor, it still gets us in that in that headspace of like they did super soldier stuff in a uh, in World War II, and on top of that, a lesser known thing that we all kind of forget is like with them mentioning super soldier uh, programs and tying it to the Hulk, it sets up that entire thing of every single hero being kind of a a side effect of Captain America. Yeah.
0: That's very true because even it's even referenced in Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah, how everyone's kind of just a side effect of, of Captain America existing.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what? In a way, is Marvel's way of introducing mutation. Because if you think about it, an, an enhancement is a mutation.
1: Yeah, yeah. And even uh, in the comics, like, even Spider-Man's considered, like, a, a human mutate or whatever. Like, he's not a full mutant, but he's not human either. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it was a smart plan on their behalf of being like, yeah, every all of this, even Bruce Banner's serum, all of it's kind of descended from that original super soldier serum,
0: you know. There's two um, things that keep occurring in MCU: either you your powers either came from the super soldier serum, or some sort of offspring of that, or yeah. an infinity stone.
1: Exactly, which is it's smart. It keeps it simple. Um, rather than just having, you know, people running around getting powers from every little thing. Yeah, know.
0: and it keeps up continuity, up
1: Exactly, you know, which, and now, of course, we've got aliens and we've got, you know, all this other stuff, which is great, but it, you know, everything kind of stays organized, more organized than, like, DC has in a while.
0: <laughs> it has been since forever.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's much more organized, and I like that. And even when they bring in, like, weird magic stuff, Like, Doctor Strange, there's, like, an order to it and a reasoning behind it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, which I'm excited. I'm excited for Marvel to, now that they're established, they can finally start getting weird with stuff, because I
0: want some weird stuff. Yeah, man, and I want them to go, if they're going to go weird, they need to go full-on weird. Like, I feel like um, the weirdest one that we've gotten, more so than the Guardians, was um, Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, that was fun. I I uh I'll talk about this in my weekly pickup, but I just started Taika Waititi's new show, and I love him.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about that one.
1: Yeah, like all of that stuff. Like I want them to go full on weird. Give us swamp thing. Give us like anything crazy and out of the box, and I will watch it.
0: Yes, they already introduced swamp thing, man. Just go full on.
1: Exactly. Like just just hit. Well, hinted
0: it. at it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like just hit us with it. Hit us with all this stuff, and I'll I'll watch it. So um, so our our comic background of the Hulk, uh, he's for anyone who doesn't know. I don't know who who wouldn't know now. Like it's he's been around for for so long. Uh, the Hulk is Bruce Banner That's his alter ego. Yep.
0: Um. But wait, he... wait. Before you continue, there's uh, you missed two things. Ooh, what I miss? Uh, when you were talking about uh how the Hulk has affected the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Me. There's two more things that you missed. Uh, you missed General Ross, yeah, who was introduced in this movie, who carried all forward into more of the Avengers when he was promoted into Secretary of State, which oh, yeah. was the person or who was the person that was spearheading the Sokovia Accords that led to the split of the Avengers.
1: Yes. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. He uh, yeah. he leaves the Sokovia Accords it destroys the Avengers, gets us a, a sick airport fight scene. Uh, yep. Which my mom loved uh, flying through that airport after seeing Civil War. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to, we get to Civil War, man. Oh, such a good film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else, what What else? Uh, affected? And
0: the second thing actually just escaped my mind. So let's pretend that I'm only one thing. So one thing.
1: Yep, only one thing uh, was missed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If at any point we remember another thing, uh, we'll retcon it
0: uh, (laughs) and say that it was always in this episode. (laughs) And we'll test the audience to see if they were paying attention to that part.
1: Exactly. Uh, (laughs) um, So yeah, our comic background of the Hulk. So he's Bruce Banner, scientist extraordinaire, a bit nerdy develops uh what he wants to be is a uh an offshoot of the super soldier serum he wants to recreate it like everyone apparently in marvel um (laughs) and ends up turning himself into a giant green rage monster which is great
0: (laughs) it's kind of crazy to think that just that little um you know misstep in the in the process to create the super soldier serum was able to create such a powerful being
1: yeah, it's it's a weird thing of how they every Marvel character that's kind of endowed with powers or whatever because of an offshoot of it. It's always like one thing that was missed, like an an accidental spider got in the serum
0: or like just yeah, gamma and it ends up making them stronger than the Captain America. Exactly. You
1: yeah, you know, but with horrible side effects.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. So um, yeah. What were you
0: saying? No 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 I was going to say that um Hulk itself even if you like cuz like I was mentioning um before we started recording the Hulk was one to in back when I to lived in the Dominican Republic he Superman Batman and Spider-Man were the most famous characters <clears throat> and it goes to show man that the Hulk was such a popular character
1: Yeah yeah he was he was a mad popular character I know um you know my parents grew up Watching the show, I grew up watching the show because uh, I grew up old, um, <laughs> and it was it was such a like a massive thing. I own all like those old uh, Hulk movies and everything. It was, it was he had much more of like a popular appeal than anyone else.
0: Yeah, you know? he definitely did. Yeah, and that was I was so shocked when the not to keep harping on it, but I was so shocked when the movie underperformed.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I, I think it mainly just had to do with uh, with that Ang Lee's Hulk movie it really just, it left a bad taste in all of our mouths. Oh god, it definitely did. Yeah, like, um, so yeah, uh, when we get in, before we get into influential and major storylines for the Hulk, I gotta ask, would you take the Hulk
0: powers? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, you would, even Uh, with, like, pure unadulterated rage.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's such a cool power. Just just for that fact alone having to like it's going to sound crazy but having to manage the rage that right there sounds like such an appealing thing
1: yeah it, it definitely it, you know i mean it, it means a lot of uh, a lot of no i mean you can't have kids anymore or anything like that's that's a rough one uh <laughs> but i i'd probably take it
0: yeah but wait hold on so in the comics cuz i'm not that that familiar with the whole comics but does is he able to get excited or is just rage
1: um in in the comics recently they've changed it to where he's um much closer to the MCU version where it's a rise in blood pressure so like a werewolf uh,
0: okay so the heart attack hulk I got
1: yeah like, but back in the day it was like it was only if he got angry everything else was fine
0: okay so let let me Recon my answer if i was early comics hulk i would definitely take the powers
1: yeah like early comics joe fix it you know like everything's yeah. fine your mob boss in vegas
0: <laughs> oh man or if i had the option i'll pick professor hulk
1: oh yeah yeah just bruce banner's brain in the hulk's body perfect
0: <laughs> that's that's uh i can't i can't wait for that to happen
1: that's what I imagine, like an alternate universe. The Rock is,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. Have you seen the the? Oh my God, man! Hold on. Have you seen the trailer for the new Annabelle movie?
1: I haven't. Is it terrifying?
0: <laughs> eh, it's it's a Conjuring movie, ah, so okay. <laughs> take that as as uh, as you may.
1: I mean, I slept with <laughs> the lights on last time I saw the Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, we ain't playing this whole. Candy, Peter, Patter stuff. All right.
0: <laughs> Let's play the clapping game. Wait, hell no! I'm not gonna clap that. I might watch me hear something and i not go to sleep.
1: Is that a peak the audio? No, someone did that in my house after we saw the conjuring. I was like, no, he ain't doing that. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I was like shut no, it down. No, but the
0: <laughs> no, but the reason I'm asking is because have you seen that creepy picture of Professor Hulk on green, like regular skin color?
1: That sounds like a nightmare.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was. I was like, oh, no, please. Let's just turn this image off, man. Because the Hulk... Imagine the Hulk human skin, but with Bruce's face. He looks like a jacked Bruce Banner.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. That's (laughs) that's terrifying.
0: (laughs) And just because you haven't seen it, I'm going to send it to you, man. You got to see it. If I'm going to suffer, you got to suffer, too.
1: Yeah, put it... (laughs) in the discord chat (laughs) look at this grossness because like i uh i i was playing accounting plus um last night which is uh it's like the sequel kind of to the accounting game by squanch tendo uh the guys who made rick and morty
0: um
1: and in that game uh there's like one part where it's it's the most terrifying thing i think i've ever seen because you're in vr and, like, you don't expect it. Like, it comes out of nowhere. You're in, like, a dark room. And I was in my room at, like, midnight, too. So it made it so much worse. <laughs> Where I was just, like, in, like, VR, everything's dark around me. And I turn around, and there's just a giant, like, m- like terrifying monster from, like, the Hills Have Eyes staring me in the face.
0: <laughs> that sounds like Friday Night, um, Five Nights at Freddy on steroids, man.
1: Exactly, I almost had a heart attack <laughs> Cause it's so terrifying. Because you're just in that moment, and I imagine this is what like flesh colored Hulk would be like.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's I. Uh... See, that's what name Nightmare... man.
1: Exactly. So um, so major influential storylines for the Hulk. Of course, he uh he started back in like the what the '60s or '70s.
0: Um uh, yes, around that time.
1: Yeah, and they uh originally he was grey because Marvel uh didn't have the money to print him in green. Uh <laughs> so he was grey. Um and then, you know, eventually it became cheaper to print in green, so they started printing him in green. And uh then we get our first influential and major storyline kind of from this, uh, which is where we get Joe Fixit uh Hulk. Who's now, I guess, uh, I don't know. Do they still just call him Joe Fixit or do they call him something else now?
0: I'm not 100% sure. Uh,
1: yeah, because Joe Fixit is, um, is a mafia enforcer in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> so it's the Hulk, but he's gray and he wears a trench coat and a fedora hat.
0: <laughs> see, if I was to see that in a dark alley, that's the that's where I would just run away.
1: Yeah, like, that's a nightmare. You don't want to, like, you know, you don't want to run out on your vig if you know Joe Fix-It's coming to get you, you know?
0: Yeah, I'd rather run up that alley that Batman keeps getting his parents shot.
1: His <laughs> <It's> crime alley.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'd rather see that than uh, Hulk with a fedora.
1: Exactly. It's a nightmare. He's like, has a girlfriend that's not Betsy Ross uh, at that time, too, and it's, like, just some lady from Vegas. Um <laughs> All right, I got a question now.
0: So, yeah. how does the act, you know, happen between Joe Fixit it and uh, any woman? I, I'm i assuming
1: it's a, it's a one-time, because there's a ditch full of women uh, somewhere in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah. It goes by the same thing. Like, how does the thing have thing, you know? Like, mm, and that's not...
1: Yeah, I don't know. like one hundred percent. I'm with Johnny Storm for that reason in the movies. Of like, I just I don't want to find out that Alicia died in a rock slide. You know.
0: <laughs> oh man, let's let's not traumatize our audience. Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a convoluted question that I don't think anyone will ever have the answer to. It's like uh, every time I watch Fire Breather, which is like his dad is a three hundred foot tall dragon and his mom's just a human woman,
0: I'm. I'm confused every time. <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll give you one better. Shrek. Um, Shrek. The donkey and the dragon. From yeah, Shrek.
1: I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to think about how that. That plagued my childhood. <laughs> Just, <laughs> my teenage years were wrought with me. Like, how did? What is the science of
0: this? How does this work? <laughs> yeah, man. Cause, you know what? Let me shut up. Cause I'm gonna go down a, a rabbit hole that I don't want to go in right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This is the conversation of, like, when we're doing a stream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we get our, we, we get our second uh, major storyline from the Hulk when we were introduced to, like, Rick Jones having a real role, and then we get Abomination, and they tear up a, a desert town, which is where, like, we get our thing of the Hulk-loving desert towns from, which is, like, somewhere in the 70s. Him and the, and the Abomination, like, tear up a desert Nevada town.
0: Was it Puente Antigua town?
1: Uh, I believe it was. Yeah, and then he kind of always stays around that town from then on. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Except when he's, like, destroying New York City. Uh... Uh,
0: poor Halal Trucks, man.
1: Oh, man. They're just gone. You know, just wrecking the place.
0: Um... I will never forget the Hulk for that, man. I feel Is like he destroyed a... one of my favorite spots.
1: Yeah, like, he's just gone. Uh, all of 125th Street, gone. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so, in our major MCU storylines, which is what's most gripping for our audience, um, is definitely more modern things, because they don't, for the, unlike everyone else, which is weird, for the Hulk, they don't pull from, like, the older comics as much,
0: Yeah, you know? I think it has to do with a lot of the fact that Universal still partially owns rights to the Hulk, which is one of the reasons that Marvel or Disney can do a full-fledged Hulk movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause they, for everyone else, they kind of they pull from some, like some old stuff, for even just Easter eggs or from like for like storylines and things like that. But for the Hulk, they've pulled mainly from a lot more modern uh things, which I'm I'm excited to to see if they do uh the one where Hulk teams up now that we're getting X Men, uh, where the Hulk teams up with like Wolverine and Spider Man
0: and Storm. <laughs> see, I'm excited to see that, but for a different reason. I'm excited to see um, Wolverine versus the Hulk.
1: Yeah, which was uh, the first. I guess that's that's also a major storyline. Perfect segue. Um, The first time we see Wolverine is he's fighting the Hulk. And uh, Hulk, like, tears him in half or something
0: (laughs) in the Canadian wilderness. There's actually a Netflix show. Not show. A Netflix movie. Hulk versus um, Wolverine. Yeah, that's that's
1: based off of uh, that comic um, from back in the, I think it was the 70s, like 76 or 78, um, where Hulk and Wolverine are, are fighting in the Canadian Outback and Wolverine is sent to, to kill the Hulk. Oh,
0: ah, interesting, interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, so the modern, uh, the last kind of major, major storyline that I think we might actually see um, in the future and definitely leading to like theories and where we think this character is going to go uh this is kind of both of those is uh world war hulk world war hulk and we've seen planet hulk um which was a an insane amazing thing we didn't get to see full planet hulk you know he's not coming back with like a kid and a wife uh but hopefully we'll see
0: uh world war hulk after endgame do you think the hulk is gonna stay well we'll talk about that when we get to predictions but that'll, that'll be cool to see
1: yeah, because you know they sh- he even though they kind of they changed it a little bit with him leaving willingly in uh, Age of Ultron, and going off to space. Um, but hopefully now that we're transitioning into to where we think this characters go, uh, I hope Hulk comes back with kind of a chip on his shoulder because we saw a bit of that anger in a uh, in Infinity War, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of that anger in Endgame, and then maybe that'll transition to a nice little World War Hulk storyline where maybe we'll get Sentry. <laughs>
0: Oh, that would be so cool, man.
1: Yeah. so Or um,
0: even if Nova comes and he's the one that has to put a stop to Hulk.
1: Oh, yes. I, I so want Nova. And that would be the perfect way to introduce the Fantastic Four as well, since they're major in that storyline. Oof.
0: That would be the also the perfect way for them to justify why the Stark Tower is being sold and it was maybe bought by the Fantastic Four, and it all ties together.
1: Yeah, and they rename it the Baxter Building.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And you just bring everything together. So um, now that we're now that we're, we're thinking, where do you think Hulk is gonna go post um, post Endgame? Now
0: that we're uh, now that we have a little breakdown of the the movie, I think he's gonna leave wherever Thor goes. So if Thor tries to rebuild Asgard somewhere else, I feel like uh, the Hulk is gonna go with him.
1: Yeah, because they, they built are up a,
0: buddies. <laughs> yeah, and they grow. They built up a great relationship. Him, Valkyrie, and Thor. Yeah. Didn't even even Loki to some degree. Yeah, they're the squad. They're they're definitely the
1: squad. They're, um, they're Revengers, man. Yes, <laughs> they're Avengers. That name makes me laugh every time I see that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the way he said it, man.
0: Chris Hemsworth, he, his delivery in that movie was fantastic.
1: Yeah, they gave him a lot of a lot of room to really run with his comedy in that movie, and I think it really worked out. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm excited to see the Revengers back. They definitely took the the title of squad from me. From the Avengers, I was like, ah, I'm down with the Avengers more now. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Um, so okay, so yeah, you think he's going wherever Thor's gonna go, um, whether that be New Asgard, which is supposedly Norway, is that,
0: is that where New Asgard's supposed to be? It, I think mm, that'd be kind of cool, but it will also be cool if they do like a like a floating city. Yeah, that would be something.
1: that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like if Thor like. I know this probably wouldn't happen, but it would be cool, like, let's say if he meets up with T'Challa and T'Challa gives him, like, like shows him how to, like, cloak his city and those guardians are able to hide in plain sight, like, the Wakandans.
1: Yeah, like, uh, like the the recent, more recent Thor comics where Asgard did build a, a floating city over, um, it was either over New York or over Norway. Um, Norway. And, yeah, and all the Asgardians lived there and they built, like, a new rainbow bridge and everything. To uh to Earth, I think that would be a really interesting uh, combination because you don't. It's a terrifying thing to have a bunch of Asgardians running around on Earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, a
1: bunch of super people. Is it super people who are very attractive? That's a nightmare.
0: <laughs> well, it might make our the human race more, you know, more adorable with crossbreeding.
1: That is true. That is true, and more uh, you know, more more strong, I guess. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, it might turn us into super Saiyans. Ooh,
1: that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's drop some theories. Let's drop some theories now. This is a perfect way to get into it. All right. So the first theory is for Endgame or for Hulk. Uh, for for Hulk first, and then we'll hit we'll hit Endgame right afterwards. Alright,
0: So I'm gonna give you sort of a combination theory, which might be cheating, but there's a rumor right now going on that. Ross actually is uh, holding the abomination. Not prisoner, but he reverted back to his human state. And he's been, this whole time, he's been plotting against the Hulk. Mm. And that abomination is going to show up either post-Endgame or during Endgame. And he's going to be one of the people that's going to be fighting the Avengers.
1: I mean, that would be, uh, I think we've, we've definitely heard the same theory. Because I was going to drop that one of, like, Abomination coming back in Endgame. Oh,
0: man, I thought I had the scoop for you.
1: (laughs) Because I I didn't hear that he had reverted back to Blonsky. What I had heard was, like, Ross was keeping him in the raft. um, And then, uh, because we never really see him, but that's, like, Ross mentions that, like, that's where you keep the the most powerful threats. And that he's going to use him um, to try and take down the Avengers, uh after like thanos or at least try and have him help out like suicide squad style
0: um to take down thanos that'd be awesome man all right and i got one more for you all right so this one also involves abomination but this one since this theory is uh another one involving and this one involves time travel
1: all right so you
0: know how there's a lot of theories right now Stating that the Avengers are gonna do time travel and they're gonna go back in time to try to, you know, either collect the stones or change the past so that they're able to have a better chance against um, Annals. Yeah. So this theory, that I forgot where it was that I saw it, it was either on on Reddit or I, as much as I hate to say it, on 4chan. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, man. Don't I, hurt I, us, I, 4chan. I <laughs> I'm sorry for Channers, but it, it's it's anyways. Um, so the theory states that when they go back in time, they're not just going to be looking for the stones. They're actually going to be looking for assistance, and one of the people that they're gonna and reluctantly ask for help is Abomination.
1: Mm. That's a that's a really good theory. Cause who would you, who else would you go to? Like Emil Blonsky, despite being a, a primo dirtbag, he is very well trained.
0: Yeah, and he he is somebody that would be able to understand Captain America's you know side, because Captain America is somebody that he himself looks up to.
1: Yeah, which is that's yeah that that would work so perfectly too, because you bring back like they brought back Red Skull, in Infinity War. Yeah, which like freaked me out a little bit. It's like oh, <laughs> uh, and
0: dude, really that was that. such a WTF moment when that happened.
1: Is that who's sitting there like what? Oh
0: oh! <laughs> I was, uh, but that would be so cool, man. If that's something like that was to happen.
1: Yeah, that would, that would definitely be a good thing. Cause the the one thing I I do love about Abomination is that he's he's the Hulk but stuck as the
0: Hulk. <laughs> he's, know? but he's not he's not as strong as the Hulk, right?
1: Yeah, he's not as strong, but he's, like, he's, because the Hulk can, uh, I think they might have made this a thing in the, in the MCU, but definitely it's a, it's an influential and, and major thing for the character, is the Hulk, original OG Hulk, um, he gets stronger the angrier he gets, you know, but... So, the,
0: basically, the Hulk has no limit.
1: Yeah, like, and, like, uh-huh. regular Hulk has no limit.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Which is why he's able to, like, break planets and all that type of stuff. Like, he just keeps getting... The angrier he gets, the more powerful he gets. And Abomination doesn't have that. Like, he has an upper limit. All right. You know
0: how they need to get the Hulk angrier and angrier? By dangling endgame tickets and taking them away last moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get us all angry. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sitting there being like, oh, is, the, is it for sale on the IPIC yet? No. No.
0: Nope. <laughs> so your turn hit me with some with some theories
1: all right so um so the theories that i've been hearing uh same as uh, one of the same as yours that that we're going to see blonsky again for Endgame. um but another that i've been hearing is that uh somehow because we're getting um we're getting like dimension stuff with ant-man and quantum realm and, and doctor strange and all that that yeah. they're going to somehow bring in scar Who's, um, who's like, the For Hulk's son. <laughs> no, uh, the wait, Hulk's Ma- son from, Ma- like, Ma- uh, the, the planet. <laughs>
0: ah.
1: Yeah, who's, like, uh, who's just, like, the Hulk, but gray.
0: <laughs> but wait, isn't he supposed to be stronger than She-Hulk, but weaker than the Hulk?
1: Yeah, like, he's supposed to be kind of, like, right in that middle. And that's another theory that I've kind of heard was that they were going to try and um, work in Jennifer Walter's uh She Hulk into it or somehow get the rest of that like you know, like that Hulk family in there. Since you know, Universal kinda only has ties to the Hulk himself, they could like work around and use uh use the other like Hulk people.
0: <laughs> I really hope not. Yeah. You know. Do you not want like a, a sweet She Hulk thing? No, man, I really don't. I want them to it's gonna it might be a little Maybe just me, but I really want them to continue developing the relationship between um, Scarlet, not Scarlet, which um, Black Widow and and Banner. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because it will bring it'll throw such a big wrench, man. Because if you look at the like the subtle hints that Marvel has thrown into the MCU, you could tell that there's something going on between um, Captain and Natasha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, there definitely is
0: so they continue that relationship like you know nobody wants really wants to see like a love triangle in the marvel movie but it'll be kind of interesting
1: i mean they, they dropped that hint of like the the triangle in uh infinity war where they were like well this is awkward uh. yeah
0: <laughs> so. you know what when somebody says this is awkward it makes it awkward
1: exactly um i mean i think you might you're definitely the minority of people who are like uh banner and and widow uh as a nerd, I'm I'm on board with it. And I'm I'm a I'm a fan of it because that that was every nerd's dream in high school was to to date the the hot Russian girl who's dangerous, uh, oh, yeah. but as like a comic no, got... MCU fan, I'm like, but Steve,
0: <laughs> I got I got a got a random side question for you. Yeah, who's a, a hotter Russian Russian or a foreign girl, Natasha? from mcu or nadia from american pie oh no um
1: because of scarlett johansson i gotta go natasha um
0: oh man see uh that's the point of me morgan pre though.
1: (laughs) i mean but uh, you know scarlett johansson i tweeted this out last week scarlett johansson reading alice in wonderland is all the asmr i need Uh,
0: (laughs) uh Yeah,
1: she's she's, you know. <sighs>
0: she's short amazing. hair short
1: hair Natasha Romanoff. That's mm, that's it. That's that's all I need. Yeah. Or
0: original Iron Man two hair Natasha.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice long hair. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Red hair. But sorry female audience. This this uh, that, that one worked for you. Yeah, that
1: that was. I mean, unless you're, uh, unless you also love Natasha Romanoff, in which case, uh, let us know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> send us a tweet. Send us uh, some fan fiction. I'd love to see it.
1: Exactly. Send us some fan fiction of uh, of either of us or of you, <laughs> Natasha Romanoff, with the hashtag #RenPod.
0: <laughs> Preferably of them. I don't want to get killed by my wife. <laughs>
1: Uh, I would say, uh, preferably if not me, but Kira doesn't listen to this show, so it's fine. <laughs> I can say what I want.
0: <laughs> I got a wife that's uh, one room away, and I'm pretty sure she's listening to me and about to kill me.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend is not here, and she, she this will be the one episode she does listen to. Uh, <laughs> catch me. Um, talking about how much I love fanfiction of myself. Uh, <laughs> so send it of me. Or of you, not Browlio, uh, the audience, and Natasha Romanoff uh, with the hashtag RenPod on Twitter. And don't tag anybody that I know
0: in it, please. <laughs> yep. Best one will be shouted on next week.
1: Yep, 100%. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, let's talk where... Um, we've talked where the character is gone. Let's talk our predictions because we've gotten our theories out of the way. Let's... As we know, the game of the prediction, the prediction game, which we'll come up with a name with it at some point, <laughs> is we're gonna we'll put how many points we think we're willing to to gamble on our prediction. And if we're right, we get that many points. If we're wrong, the audience gets the points. and uh, and as time goes by, we'll see every uh, I don't know what every six months or every year, we'll rack up and count the amount of points or maybe when every movie comes out. and uh, we'll award, the winners and the championship trophy to either us or the audience <laughs> i dig it man i dig it so uh so so i'm going uh, i'm gonna defer to you you first uh how many points are you willing to put on this prediction and then what's that prediction gonna be
0: <laughs> so i'm betting 10 points
1: Ooh, low number
0: um, <laughs> yeah so 10 points and my prediction is uh, Hulk will be one of the characters that will be moving forward in the MCU.
1: Ooh. So, really, a nice, safe one. Yeah. <laughs> for the inaugural, hey. the inaugural pointage, you're, you're going to a nice, safe one.
0: Hey, um, man, I don't want uh, to lose yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: trying to, like, keep it. We've got, we've got so many episodes to try and save points. <laughs> uh, since you went for a low number, I'm going go for a high number. I'm uh, I know this is probably gonna be wrong but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go high number the audience can think of this as a freebie or they could think of this as how confident I am in this ridiculous prediction I'm gonna go hundred and fifty points oh yeah I'm put hundred fifty points and I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Black Panther and Iron Man are gonna go into space with the Guardians post end game.
0: That will be definitely something to watch for. But you mean permanently or just like a one off?
1: I'm thinking like a one off or a temporary thing like they did
0: in the comics. Mm, if, if they do the Infinity Watch, I definitely see them doing that.
1: Yeah, because who else do you put in space, you know? The rich guys.
0: The. Yeah. Let me see. Who would be on that? Cause it depends. If they do some version of the Illuminati, or they do the the Infinity Watch.
1: Yeah. If it's if it's Illuminati, then yeah, then my my points are going to the audience. Um. <laughs> uh. Although I would love to see that. I do really want to see that. Um. But I I don't know if they're really going to do that because we're not getting Inhumans in the movie.
0: Yeah, but look at the way that the MCU. How many um, changes they've done? They could do an Illuminati with the characters they have right now then they already have tony black panther uh, doctor strange yeah. Throw... Yeah.
1: but you're missing mm. they're only missing um professor uh, x professor x
0: reed richards and black bolt so instead of those they could do umbaku just because you know who doesn't love umbaku yeah he's awesome <laughs> uh who else, who else happy hogan
1: all right yeah yeah give him more to do
0: yeah, since he's coming back for Endgame, he even got his own poster, man. Oh uh, yeah, that was great. And Valkyrie for for some for the female audience.
1: Yeah, and to kind of represent uh the Asgardians, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could, that could definitely work. Um to see more Valkyrie is uh is great for me. I love Tessa Thompson. I love that character. It's she's awesome. Um Yeah. I hope they uh I hope they do Illuminati, but like after infinity watch that way i don't lose these points uh
0: hey man as long as i win that's that's i'm fine with that
1: i put a lot on this uh <laughs> <laughs> put a lot on this ride uh so yeah um we've done our predictions uh our weekly pickups um since we're, we're nearing the end of the show Let's let's hit these weekly pickups. What are you? What TV shows, books, or, or comics are you picking up this week?
0: So TV shows, I'm actually picking up um, Breaking Bad one more time. Oh, I feel like oh. it's time for a rewatch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's been long overdue. And as far as books, uh, this week none. Oh, okay. Actually, was, wasn't able to finish the one that I was reading last. That, oh, that I was gonna start last week. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do that one this week.
1: you heard it here, folks. Braulio has stopped bringing in uh, business books. Um, yeah. It's... it's all downhill from here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next thing you know, man, I'm going to... All the books that I... Like, I'm looking at my shelf right now, and all the books that I see are baby books. Oh, uh, yeah. Baby on the Wave. Six weeks away, man.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it it sneaks up on you real fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... All the books that I'm currently in my uh, yeah, but next week I'll mention a business book that I know the audience will definitely love to read.
1: Yeah, uh, in six week, probably will be like, as a father, um, I have predictions for this movie.
0: <laughs> as a father, I predict that my kid will be a uh, spider person at one point.
1: Exactly. Uh, so. Um, How about you, man? Uh, I'm I'm rewatching all of Game of Thrones. Because season eight's gonna drop uh, eventually, so I'm taking it slow and I'm really like breaking down the episodes. Um, I'm keeping up with Whiskey Cavalier every week. I'm loving it, and nice, uh, huh? and I just started Taika Waititi's uh, new show based on his movie What We Do in the Shadows, and it's hilarious.
0: What platform is it on?
1: It's on FXX or regular FX. One of those two. Yeah and it is hilarious you have to send me the
0: the name of that one later when we get off the show
1: yeah so it's, it's called what we do in the shadows as well just like the movie um the movie's hilarious and it's it's just a mockumentary about vampires and they <laughs> and they're just oh. living in New York in the show and in the the movie they're living in New Zealand
0: <laughs> oh you have me sold man that's it i'm watching it
1: it's it's so funny it's great it's amazing it's written by Taika td and uh Jermaine Clement, I believe, is a uh, is his co writer, um, and it's so funny, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's uh that's in books. Uh, I don't know the Bible, maybe. Uh, <laughs> my mom's doing like a dissertation on uh on like villains in the Bible, so I've been reading through it to help her out with that. Um.
0: Nice man. That's a that's definitely a a lengthy book. Oh, it's so long, <laughs> so long. Oh God! Like, oof. My mom has actually read the the whole thing, cover to cover. Oof. My
1: mom, I think, is uh is like three quarters of the way through. <laughs>
0: uh, see, that's I give people anybody that even like regardless of your take on religion, and if you're able to read a book that long, oh my God, you you get you get credit.
1: It, oh yeah, you get you already have uh if you've read. Anything longer or as long as the Bible. Let's automatically put you at five points.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's one of the reasons that I stick to, like, when i want want to read, like, a long book, I stick to, let's say, books like The Da Vinci Code, that the chapters are small, so that you feel really smart with your, any... Because every three pages is a new chapter, so you feel really smart.
1: Yeah, that's why I like Asimov books, is they're kind of short, but they seem thick.
0: <laughs> yeah, or, or you can stick to game books. That you could also do. The like game guides.
1: Yeah, you could sip the game guides. Uh, some some sweet Nintendo power. Uh, do they even sell sell
0: that? that... <laughs> I don't know, man. But I remember back in the day, I used to read the Game Shark.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Game Shark. All the cheat codes. Oh man. We just so dated ourselves like for then... the young audience.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have. They're like, what is Game Shark? Well, children, back in the day, Game Shark was this CD that used to put codes in. Yeah. For <laughs>
1: and you had a little thing called the konami code kids uh.
0: oh my god you do you remember the days when you had to write um up up down and sheets of paper and stuff
1: just to remember you know now it's ingrained in my brain
0: <laughs> yeah oh man especially in games like um i don't know if you ever played uh what's the name dragon ball z the final bout oh yes great game oh man the, the the cheat codes for that game were endless. It was I had a, like a whole three pages on a on a binder of just cheat codes.
1: Is I used to keep just I had about four binders and I probably still do somewhere of one was all Pokemon cards, one was all Yu Gi Oh cards, <laughs> one was all Magic the Gathering cards, and then the other one was all cheat codes. <laughs>
0: <sighs> See that right there is that that sounds like a bite.
1: Yeah, it was it's cheap. it was Pure nerdiness. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, that wraps up another sweet uh, RenPod, the Renaissance Cast, uh, the Renaissance Fair of Podcasts. Um, Braulio, hit us with those links where people can find you.
0: So, you guys can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Braulio Lobo Show. I also have a YouTube channel that I have been neglecting for the past few weeks, but I'm going to get back on it. I actually did a video that I'll be uploading tomorrow.
1: Sounds great. Sounds perfect, Mundo. Um, if you want to connect with all the all the Ren peeps and Ren geeks, whichever one you are, you can uh, chill with us on the Twitter at RenPod Network um, and use the hashtag RenPod or the hashtag RenPeep or the hashtag RenGeek, whichever one you are, whichever one you identify with. Um, or you we can. We don't
0: discriminate. Sh-
1: Yes, that we don't discriminate, you know? Uh, or you can send us in topics or opinions or anything uh, at the email, Uh Network at um, You can connect with me at either the YouTube channel that you're watching this on. Uh, on iTunes, you can hit that subscribe button to the podcast. Um, you can see me at Twitter, um, at Morgan L. Brooks, or on Instagram, at Morgan L. Brooks. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. we love to, when you guys uh, comment on pictures and tweets and and let me know um, how much I shouldn't uh, have five beers while watching the Yankees game. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were losing. It's justified. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. uh, um, We're happy to to see you next week um, when we're talking, what? Captain America? That came out first before
0: Thor, right? <laughs> uh, I believe so, yes. Chronologically, it was... See, I forget because those two kind of blend in together for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's Captain America that came out first. Um, either that or it'll be Thor. They both came out in 2010. Uh, and We will see you when we talk about that. Uh, See you next week or later this week, people. Probably later this week. <laughs>
0: All right. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with the cheers came from Old Room. When in Rome, cheers! A pork crown roast with cranberry stuffing deserves a ripe fruit-forward Cabernet from Paso Robles. Let me help you find the perfect bottle.
1: Looking for the right wine for a meaningful gift? Consider me your wine concierge.
0: Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! holiday tips and fun facts from paul kristen and dexter at total wine and more there's something celebratory about bubbles our ridiculous selection of champagne and sparkling wines will make the holidays pop who couldn't use a friendly wine elf i can help you find the perfect bottle at just the right price
1: deep frying a turkey this year a rich and earthy chateau neuf to pop would make an interesting pairing
0: whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday now offering same day delivery at totalwine.com. cheers